What up, what up, what up? Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold. Uh, I am, this is day three of recording every day. This is something that I um, intend to try to do uh, every day I can. Um, I have no reason why I can't in the morning. Uh, as work does not start for me at eight. Um, and this is kind of <clears throat> a little background on why I'm trying to do something like this as often as I am. Uh, this was something that I, I told myself I would uh, start to push myself more for. Uh, I'm no longer on Twitter, just FYI. Um, I don't even have access to Twitter. So if you guys are messaging me, tagging me, things of that nature, I I, I don't see it. Um, needed to take a break from something like that. It, it, I have an addictive personality. Um, I'm either all in on something or I'm not in at all. Uh, and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um <clears throat> So with the daily show that I'm trying to do, um, really, I just thought that there would be a, a good opportunity to kind of start off in the morning, give you guys updates on things that are going on. Look, every day, there's not going to be some great content. Uh, there's always not, there's not always going to be news that, that we need to discuss. Uh, and I'll try to figure something out for, for where we go with that. Um, but uh, day three, um, I'm trying to push myself to be a content creator. Um, and get to a point to where that's my full-time job. Um, it's a stretch, but it's a good goal to have. Um, you guys tend to uh, really want me want to hear my opinion and my thoughts, which is an amazing thing. I, I love that, and I don't want to take that for granted. Uh, so what I want to do is continue to build on that. Um, I understand that my views are a lot different than almost everybody. Uh, I understand that I look at situations and scenarios a lot differently than everybody. Um, that's not just here, um, but that's, that's in, in the real world as well. That's at work, uh, that's at home. Uh, I tend to challenge the, uh, the, the, the average thought of people and how they approach things. Uh, and I think that's what kind of gives me a little bit of a, a different point of view is, uh, you know, I'll take in information and then I'm going to look and I'm going to make my own opinion, uh, kind of goes you know, on what I talked about yesterday, about yesterday um, in regards to this coaching search and where things stand. Um, so that's part of it. I'm, I'm going to push myself to do this. Um, and the only way I can really do that is by you guys uh, telling your friends, sending text messages, sending them links, hitting the like and subscribe, uh, sharing any content. Um, this is something that I really, really want to do. Uh, this is something that I really want to make. Um, and, you know, shout out to uh, the gross, grossy pod um, back, you know, seven years ago, first podcast I was ever on. Uh, it's a Packers podcast. That guy is absolutely everything that you would want in a in a streamer, in a content creator. He's amazing. He's the one that pushed me, um, and I, I owe him a lot because I didn't think I was capable of doing something like this. So, uh, with that being said, super stoked, um, and let's get into it. So. Obviously, yesterday you guys had me, you know, heard me talk about uh, for for about twenty five to thirty minutes, 30 minutes. Um, about the hiring process, uh, going back to Coley all the way to where we're at now, um, discussing how involved Hannah McNair is, um, where Nick Casario is with the situation in in a sense, and you know there is there is some rumors that you know if the right coach does come here and does not want Nick, uh, that you know the the Texans would move on. Um, you know, I don't think it's likely, I don't think that that is going to be what happens, but it is something that could happen. And I think it's very, very much, um, 
the Sean Payton announcement yesterday or the, the news yesterday that the Texans have requ- requested to interview Sean Payton and were granted that permission uh, by the New Orleans Saints is a very interesting aspect to the Nick Casario side of things. Uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon potentially wanted to bring Ed Dodds over from the Colts who he worked with, uh, things of that nature. But the biggest piece for me uh, about this whole Nick Casario situation is the Sean Payton side of things. Uh, I'll start this off by saying I, I, I don't think that Sean Payton is a great coach. I, I do think he's a very good coach. Um, you know, I think that he has an idea of what he wants to accomplish, how he wants to go about things. Um, you know, he he's not B.O.B., so I want to make sure I preface that. He's not he's not Bill O'Brien um, in a sense of like taking over. I, I don't know if that'll be his 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 ultimate goal, but I do think that when you if you hire somebody like Sean Payton, uh, there's going to be a lot more control given to Sean Payton than there is going to be to Ben Johnson, Jonathan Gannon, right? And it's, a lot of it has to do with Sean's resume. Um, I wouldn't say that his resume is the most um, prestigious resume. I wouldn't say that he is a guy that I, – I don't believe Sean Payton is who people make him out to be. And I say that to say you have to look at who he had at quarterback. We've never seen what Sean Payton looks like without Drew Brees, except for when Drew Brees was injured. But even if you look at what he accomplished with Drew Brees, is that really like, God, this is going to sound terrible for me shitting on, you know, Sean Payton from a head coaching perspective, but is that really a guy that you want? I mean, he fell short so many times. Um, His playoff record out, if you take away the year that they won the Super Bowl, I'm looking at it right now. In 2021, he didn't make the playoffs. In 2020, he was 12 and four, went to the playoffs, was won one game, lost the other. 2019, 13 and three, lost the first game in the playoffs. 2018, 13 and three, one and one in the playoffs. 17, one and one in the playoffs. 16, 15, 14, seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, no playoffs. 2013, 11 and five, one and one in the playoffs. 2011, one and one in the playoffs. 2010, over you know, over one in the playoffs, and then you have the the Super Bowl season where they finished the season 13 and three, um, and obviously won the Super Bowl. Uh, if you look at everything else, 2006, first year as a head coach in, uh, for the New Orleans Saints, 10 and six, one and one in the playoffs, uh, then followed by seven and nine, no playoffs, eight and eight, no playoffs. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Six seasons of no playoffs, and you had Drew Brees as your quarterback. Um, there, there's just something about Sean Payton, the way he left the Saints as well. No cap space, um, no draft picks. There wasn't really a lot left. It's almost like Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis kind of emptied the, emptied the barrel, and Sean was like, well, there's really not much more we can do here. My quarterback is retiring. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go do – um, sports broadcasting for about a year. I'm gonna let some. I'm gonna leak some things to reporters. Let them know I'm interested. Sporadically throughout the season, he's been tied to the Cowboys for I don't know two years, um, and he's waiting for the right situation. Which I, I I do understand that as a head coach, you want to go to the right situation. You want to go to a place where you can win, where you're set up for success. I do think the Texans are that place. 
Uh, I do find it interesting that, you know, he was on Colin Cowherd not but two weeks ago and uh, discussed the draft and discussed, um, you know, that Caleb Williams is the type of quarterback that teams are going to actively tank for. Um, Texans are in that situation where, you know, they could potentially do something like that for Caleb Williams. Um, For Bryce Young fans, uh, I would not be – if you want Bryce Young in a Texans uniform, I don't know if I'd be ecstatic uh, about Sean Payton coming here. Um, he talks a, a lot on the Cal- Colin Coward show about prototyping quarterbacks and stop taking the undersized non-prototype position or, or players at positions that have we have not seen a ton of success for in picks one through 15. Um, so <clears throat> I also think that Sean's going to want so much control that it's, do you really want to go back to the head coach being that guy? Not to say that Bill, like everybody's going to be Bill O'Brien. I don't think that that's the case. I think Bill O'Brien was a special case, um, you know, with how he handled GM duties. The guy wasn't, he should not have ever been in that position, but he was thrusted into that position. Um, I just, I don't know if that's where I want to go with the organization if I'm if I'm the owner. After seeing what I just went through two years ago and the mess that had to be cleaned up after, you just finished cleaning it up. You're now you now have a clean bill of health, technically, right? Going into the 2023 season. Um, <clears throat> Sean Payton, good coach. I wouldn't put him up there with the, the great coaches. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about he brings cre- credibility to uh, the Texans immediately, maybe. Um, you know, I'm not going to compare him to Bill Parcells and what Bill Parcells did the first year that he was New, New York Giants. I think that's ignorant. Um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. Um, those are two different coaches. One's a Hall of Fame coach who has won a lot in this league. The other is a, you know, he's won one Super Bowl, not to take away or discredit that one Super Bowl. It's hard to win one Super Bowl. Um, but the lack of success outside of that uh, is, is, is a little alarming for me. Um, so Sean Payton, interview requested. We'll see what happens there. Still hoping that they go for younger. Uh, still hoping that Nick is in charge of where things go. Like I said yesterday, Nick's basically in a, in a situation where he's having to convince people around him to see the way he uh, views things um, and continuously falling on the sword. Uh, I understand that Nick has this bravado, this, this image that he presents uh, that is not the most appealing for people. Um, probably not the most appealing for most fans. I would definitely say if you look at the way the media treated Bill O'Brien and then you look at the way the media treats Nick Casario. Um, it's very similar. <laughs> you have to wonder why, right? Like <clears throat> they don't like the stigma. They don't like the way his, everything that Nick is and the way he speaks, presents himself, does things. When they ask a question, they don't get an answer. <clears throat> very similar to Bill O'Brien. So if you see where a lot of this hates and, 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 uh, things of that such are, are coming from with the local reporters. <clears throat> I mean, it's very clear to see where that comes from. Sean, you know, uh, Nick Seri was on with Sean and Seth yesterday. <clears throat> and every time he is on um, Pain and Pendergrass, Pendergrass in the morning, look, Sean and Seth do an amazing job. Honestly, they're, they're probably the best show in the morning. Um, 
probably the best show in Houston, to be honest with you. They're so fun. They have great chemistry. Um, they they understand their audience. They understand what they need to bring. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sean and Seth. Um, I'm not friends with either one of them. Um, but I, I honestly think that they are they are really good at what they do um, and big fans. But if you, if you listen to any, any interview Nick Casario does with Sean and Seth, um, he's more relaxed. Uh, he seems to be a little bit more um, forward with what he's thinking. He tends to give you a little bit more information. Um, and he just seems to be more comfortable with that conversation because there's a relationship or rapport established with Seth and Sean um, jokes quite a bit. They talk about the WWE, but yesterday Nick was on and, uh, you know, Sean asked him specifically about, you know, him stepping away and him making that comment multiple times, you know, how to read into that, how to interpret that. And Nick's basically said, you know, he did a bad job communicating, uh, what he was trying to say. And basically what he was saying was that, um, you know, he, he, he is accountable for, for things that have happened and that, you know, he really wanted to get that point across that, he understands where they're at and that he played a part in that and, you know, that he's going to do everything he can to, to move this uh, organization forward. Uh, another thing you talked about Bryce young, I think people are reading a little bit too much into it um, because he talks about processing, creating outside of the pocket. Um, you know, when things are, are awry because of the offensive line, creating a play in that moment, um, you know, T- people are saying that he's describing Bryce Young. <clears throat> I think he's just describing a good quarterback. <laughs> uh, I think he's describing what most NFL GMs look for in a quarterback. Uh, that doesn't mean that he was talking about Bryce Young specifically. Uh, maybe he was, and I'm not saying that he wasn't, um, but I do think people are reaching. Um, and I-, I find that extremely interesting. Um, with Nick Casario yesterday, he also talked about Lermy Tunsil. Uh, said that him and Laramie had a great dialogue to end uh, the season uh, Monday and talked about, you know, they, they had a little 30 minute conversation. There were, you know, talks about contracts. Nick didn't state where he would want to go, what he was going to do. Had nothing but high praise for Laramie Tunsil. Um, and, you know, talked about how, how great of a season Laramie had. Uh, Laramie had an amazing season. Uh, probably the best tackle season we've had here in Houston. It's unfortunate that it was on, you know, a three and 13 and one or three and 14 and one, whatever the record was, um, season. So, you know, it didn't, it mattered, but it didn't, uh, hopefully we continue to see that. Lermy is somebody that you probably need to lock down. This will be very telling of what we can expect from Nick Casario. If there are, uh, contract extension talks and and a deal does get done, uh, this will let you know a little bit about how Nick views things. Um, he also talked a little bit about uh, Brandon Cooks and the trade and, and you know, what, what happened and transpired in the uh, in the season. Didn't really give much detail. We didn't learn anything new about that. Uh, you know, Brandon Cooks ended the season talking about, you know, he still doesn't want to be part of a rebuild and we'll see how things go in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. Basically stating he wants to be traded. Um, not sure where that goes. I would assume he's probably moved. Um, oh, man, the Sean Payton thing. Hold on. Let's go back to this real quick. Um, I also don't like the fact that we need to give up a pick for, for Sean Payton. I'm not giving, I would not give up uh, two or 12. I, I, I wouldn't give our first pick in 2024. I, I don't expect the Browns to be good again next year. Um, there's some things that are happening and let's see if they end up hiring Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. If so, I have a little conspiracy theory on where things go for the Browns next year. Um, but I don't want to give that up either. I, you know, I, if we're going to trade for Sean Payton, for Sean, I, I really hope that there's, and the only way you can do it is on draft days where you can give, I think it's two years ahead of the current draft where you can give a pick. 
Um, I, I think that would be the best situation. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's something that they can agree to in principle um, and then execute said trade uh, on, you know, on, on draft day, lots of moving pieces, but man, I, I couldn't imagine giving up, you know, a, a top 15 pick for a head coach. I understand it's worked in the past. I just don't see it being, he wouldn't be the choice that I would give a first round pick for, you know, I call the Rams and say, Hey, look, you know, there seems to be conversations about what Sean McVay is doing. You guys are in, you, know, you could definitely pitch the Sean McVay side of things, right? Sean McVay may be taking a break, stepping away, whatever it may be. Les Need is in a position where they, they don't have a ton of picks. Um, you know, they, they're going to need to find a head coach. I would call Les Need and, and talk to him about what a trade for Sean McVay would look like. Um, I think that would be extremely intriguing. Uh, Sean McVay's performed with, you know, Jared Goff was an average quarterback. Um maybe a little above average, and he got a lot out of them. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford has never won really anything in Detroit, comes and wins a Super Bowl. Um, Sean McVay would be an intriguing piece. He'd probably be one of the coaches I would trade for. Mike Tomlin would maybe be a, a coach I would trade for. Uh, Kyle Shanahan would be a coach I would try to trade for. Shanahan's not going anywhere. Tomlin's probably not going anywhere. The only real, like, wild card would be Sean McVay. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if that's a – if that's something that could happen either, but everything's in the pitch, everything's in how you present things. Uh, when you're having that conversation with Les Need, I think that would be interesting. So, um, so yeah, so Brandon Cooks and now uh, Nick also gave an update on John Mechie, which I, I know a lot of fans are excited to hear about. Uh, John Mechie, uh, Nick was does his workouts on Friday at, at the gym. Uh, Nick went in to do a workout. Uh, Mechie was there working out. And Nick talks about how he looks like he's in better shape, that his body looks to form, um, that he's done. He, he really looks he, he looks better than what he looked like when he was drafted um, and that he's got some things to, to work through, but that he expects him back for, for uh, OTAs and, and training camp potentially. So we'll see. Um, but but shout out to John Mechie for like going through what he's going through, still being able to focus on um on football uh, and not focusing solely on life. Um, that's got to be a tough spot to be a young kid like that. Your dreams are right in front of you with being an NFL player. And now here you are going through a, a struggle in life. Um, not a lot of people can do it. I know we've seen stories of people doing it before. Um, as we've seen it here in Houston um, prior to John Mechie. What an amazing story. What an amazing thing to see. And uh, hopefully that continues down the positive path. Um, outside of that, those are really the biggest things that have happened uh, since yesterday. I'm, I'm expecting to see, you know, maybe one or two more names. I think the Texans are pretty much already uh, have already put in requests for the top candidates so far. Uh, let's hope that things continue to move. I think today is the first day uh, that interviews can happen for certain coaches. I believe, I believe like Ben Johnson is somebody that can be interviewed potentially this week. Um, and then I think next week, I think it has to be on Wednesday for um, coaches that are in the playoffs. Um, Sean Payton, from what I understand, can't interview until January 17th. Um, and that's pretty much where things stand right now. Um, I do know that there's uh, the, the teaser for a, a special invited group for the new uniforms. Um, I wouldn't say that this is going to be the final 
uniforms. I think this will be more of a feedback and opportunity for, you know, if, if they hit it and, you know, hit it out of the park and everybody's excited about them and everybody kind of, it's a consensus that this is where the team should go. Um, then they would take that, uh, submit it to the NFL for uh, approval, um, which I understand from what I understand could take anywhere from four to eight months, um, which would be cool. It means we would get somewhat of a teaser in 2023, likely implementation of the new uniforms in 2024. But, um, that happens today, I think later on in, in the afternoon. So that's super cool. Um, I would probably follow those big fans that are on Twitter. Um, you know, the Debbie tech, Debbie, the Texans of the world and things of that nature, um, as they're not going to share anything as far as what things like, they won't show you what it looks like or anything like that, but, uh, they should have something to say. Um, it may not be Debbie. It might be some others, but, um, amazing to see that the Texans are going this route. Uh, and with that being said, I don't really, I don't really have anything else. Uh, it's early morning. So the stream numbers are, are never, uh, huge in the morning. Uh, which is fine. It makes total sense. I, I totally get it. Um, how come nobody's talking about Wes Phillips? I like that guy as a head coach. Uh, Wes Phillips, I'm not really too familiar with who Wes Phillips is. Um, I'm looking now. Wes Phillips, hired by the Minnesota Vikings as the team's offensive coordinator in 2022. Phillips joined the Los Angeles Rams in 2019 as the Titans or as the Titans coach where he was reunited with both McVay, now the Rams head coach and his father. Uh, he remained the organization. Okay. So he was with the Rams. He was with the Redskins as the tight ends coach uh, with Jay Gruden. Um, and then he was elevated offensive coordinator with the Redskins. Um, but he worked with Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed. Uh, that's interesting. Was with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, so he's Wade Phillips, son. That's interesting. Um, was hired as the, uh, head coach, blah, blah, blah. Wade Phillip helped Cowboys, blah, blah, Wade Phillips was fired. When remained in Dallas under his successor, Jason Garrett was promoted and as an offensive, as, uh, assistant offensive line coach, uh, before being named tight end coach for 2013. The, so yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know much about Wes Phillips. I, he comes from a great, he comes from a great family tree, coaching tree. I mean, I, Wade Phillips was a great coach. Um, great defensive coordinator. Obviously, Bum Phillips has ties here in Houston as well. The whole family is is Texas oriented for sure, or Texas kind of runs through their system. But um, that one's amazing. Um, that's actually a, that's a sleeper, man. That's kind of crazy. I've never really thought about that. I love that. Uh, they say Ben Johnson interview today. Okay, cool. So yeah, see, that's awesome. Uh, not being on Twitter, can't really see all the information now. Um, so I got to kind of stick to stick to Reddit. Um, who do you want as a head coach? I'm on the Ben Johnson train personally. Yeah. Uh, I'm big on, on offense. Um, I would love to go with an offensive minded head coach. I think that that would be a, a, a smart move for this organization moving forward. Um, you know, we had Bill O'Brien and Gary Kubiak and, you know, had success. I'd like to see a young, innovative offensive mind come in. Um, I think that that would be ideal. Uh, ben Johnson would rank at the top. I understand it's more of a risk because he is a one-year offensive coordinator. Um, he doesn't have the coaching resume that most people do. Joe Brady, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everything, Everything's crashing now. Joe Brady. I like Ben Johnson. but he t There's an interview request for Joe Brady. Did that actually happen? Or is this just something that you guys are – are you guys just messing with me because you know I love Joe Brady? Um, if anybody could drop that in the, in the stream, that would be amazing. Um, 
Okay, so we have Ben Johnson interview today, Steichen interview tomorrow. So Steichen is the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, Evero defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Uh, next week, um, I like Ben Johnson, but his ties to New England worry me a bit. Uh, I don't know if that'd be if that'd be something that um, would worry me. Uh, you know, there just because you have ties there. Look at what he did in in, in Detroit with Jared Goff. Um, okay, no interview request for Joe, for Joe Brady. So somebody's just toying with me or trolling uh and i get it because i absolutely love joe brady and i think he'd be an amazing head coach i understand that uh he's the quarterback coach in, in buffalo right now and it's not the most ideal time or ideal candidate but uh joe brady's a guy that i like a lot um all right uh when do you think that the unis are coming i think you'll get a, a teaser at sometime in 2023 likely during the season uh, i don't think you'll get a full release um, and then I think they'll build up, they'll do, you know, pretend it's an album rollout, right? They'll, they'll do little things here and there, the social media team to build up anticipation, different looks at the jerseys and like very niche photos where you can't really see the whole thing. Um, and then they'll unveil them in 2024. Um, that's my, that's my understanding of the process from people that are involved in the fan, um, board that they put together. Um, so we'll see how things go. But, um, yeah, when is Joe Judge going to get a request? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's hope that happens today. Uh, Joe Judge, that's hilarious. He did really well in New York. Um, yeah, and I think that's really about it. I don't, I don't have anything else unless you guys have questions, you guys have anything that you guys want to talk about. Um, if you guys like these morning streams, let me know. If you don't, um, you know, I can always try to find time during the day. Uh, whatever is, is best for you guys. Uh, I just appreciate you guys listening in. Um, so I'm open to whatever, feel free to comment those things. Um, and yeah, I guess with nothing else in the stream at eight 40, <laughs> um, I will end the stream and the pod. I'll put this one up. I have the ability now to put out the podcast, which will make everybody happy from what I understand. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I'm young Ari gold signing off for Texans unfiltered. I will see you guys tomorrow morning and, uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week.